0: Welcome to the garden, niggas. It's Huey, and it's Jay, and this is the Grow Bro Podcast, where we talk about shit. I'm actually thinking about making the intro a little less
1: profane. Okay. What well, what is your what's your second option?
0: I don't know. I have to come up with something, but something in my my spirit is telling me take the profanity out of it. Um, okay. it'll always be there in spirit because right shit. but. I don't know. Something's just telling me to stop saying it. Okay. Regardless, this is the Grow Bro Podcast where we talk about shit. And last week, we did more icebreaker questions from Jay's big box of questions. And it was fun.
1: Yeah, I love the icebreakers. Like, (laughs) I just start carrying them around with me everywhere I go now. Like, anytime (laughs) people just start talking about weird things, I'm just like, all right, let me just open the box. (laughs) So, here's a random one
0: it's yeah, a then, random question and, there, for and you. Then
1: we talk about stuff yeah for sure
0: i mean it definitely helps avoid small talk because i don't like small talk at all and i get that from my grandma the one time we were talking about it she was like i just can't stand when people come up to me and say oh it's so nice outside i know it's nice outside <laughs>
1: yeah i've been outside why are y'all yeah why are you talking to me like this is just, new
0: i've <laughs> I've we both had to go outside to get here at yeah. work I, I know how it feels outside. What what is your purpose in in telling me this? Did it change in the past ten minutes? I, I don't know, yeah. but yeah, fuck small talk. Um, how you been, man?
1: Uh, I've been good. I'm learning more about myself each day. Uh, I'm also realizing that uh, the world is a tricky place to navigate, it and is. and they sent us out here with no instructions,
0: not a goddamn one.
1: So yeah there's that well how about you? how are you feeling um same
0: same um same you know things <laughs> are going, but um no i I think I'm in a good headspace. Things are moving well. um, I feel like there is progress being made where progress needs to be made so uh, yeah, we good um so last night, a little program came on the television, right okay. Caught the VMAs. Oh, yeah. And it just made me remember that the first time we ever did a show together was a VMA oh, recap. That is true. 2016? Three yeah, years that, ago?
1: Yeah, that was a... Yeah, we're getting old. Very. <laughs> yeah. We are getting old, old.
0: Very. well, I was sitting down in that hot-ass laundry room. Me, you, and Imperial chatting it up. Good times. Good times.
1: Shout out to Imperial. But yeah, for sure.
0: Um, but no, so love it or leave it alone. The VMAs last night. Did you watch any of it
1: at all? Uh, no, I didn't. I was going to let Twitter do its thing and they was going to show me the clips that I needed to see. Uh, which was I just waited to see the Missy clip and then that was it. I was good. I was absolutely fine with, um, with those. Uh, it looked, it looked like they didn't have a budget. Uh, and when I say don't have a budget, like they didn't, like they couldn't really afford stuff. Like it, <laughs> some of the effects looked really cheap and cheesy. I didn't know what was going on. Um, uh, I did flip over and I saw Cardi B win her award for best hip hop or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was, and it was weird. It was like best hip hop video, but on the thing, which just it just said hip hop. I'm like,
1: yeah, I, guess. I was like best hip hop, like. Is, is it, I don't know what that means. Like, best hip hop video? Is she the best at hip hop? I don't understand what's happening here. Uh, yeah. I realized too that we are also getting older because the way we appreciate music versus looking in the audience of people who didn't understand what was happening. I was like, oh. Okay. I was a lot league. of
0: those moments. A lot yeah. of those moments. Um, the biggest, so I, I don't know if you saw a clip at the end where like, <clears throat> cause they had the uh, show in Jersey. And number one, I'm like, why is it in Jersey? Oh, is that what it was? Cause yeah, uh, I, I, it was perplexing slightly, but I'm like, okay, whatever. But they had it in Jersey and they had a bunch of uh, rappers from Jersey close the show. So, um, Queen Latifah, Red Man, uh, Fetty Wap, Wyclef, Naughty by Nature, um, and, They were performing, and it was shots to the audience, and it's like all these white people who, at least in my mind, clearly have no clue what the fuck is going on on that stage or who those people are. Mm. Um, And it made me feel uncomfortable. I was getting in my life to the performances. I watched it all this morning. I fast-forwarded through most of it, though. But I was just very... It made me feel uncomfortable because they they were sitting there screaming and yelling, yeah, whoa! But like the look on their face was just like, oh my gosh, a colored. Um It was yeah. just very awkward. Missy's performance was great, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um I thoroughly enjoyed that. Missy did not deserve to win a VMA Video Vanguard Award on the same show where Taylor Swift opened. I'm just saying,
1: mm-hmm.
0: agree. I she deserves better. Ah. Uh, uh, what else happened? It was just a bunch of hodgepodge mess. Normani did excellent. She did great. Uh, her performance was confusing because her performed and then right after her performed, Normani performed, but there was no like separate introduction or anything. Oh, wow. So it was just awkward. Uh, but it was cute. I, whoever the host was, I have no clue what his name is, where he came from.
1: Oh yeah, he's an older comedian, Sebastian Maniscalco. Uh, which that dude is actually kind of funny, um, in a way. I think hosting might not be his thing. (laughs) So
0: nothing, nothing was sticking, and it was just weird. You had this old guy hosting, Mm -hmm. and clearly the VMAs are are catered to the young. It's no, I don't think the VMAs are catered to us anymore.
1: No. They're not, nope
0: Which is fine, I get that, we aged out of it That's fine, yeah. so I can appreciate it for what it is Which is pretty much the Teen Choice Awards we with cussing, fine But I didn't understand why Who The person hosting Was the person hosting when Like, did he do something recent That would make him relevant?
1: Uh, he has a bunch of Really successful Netflix comedy stand-ups ones and I think he did just drop uh. One Um, I, ideally, yeah. When I saw him as the host, I, that was my first reaction. Like, he's, he's kind of old. Um, yeah. and I was like, is he from New Jersey? But I don't think he's from New Jersey. I think he's from like Long Island or something. Uh, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I don't understand uh, why he's up there. What is his tie into music it, or pop culture at that? Like, at least when they had Kevin Hart host, you can kind of see it
0: made sense.
1: It made some sense. But yeah, I didn't really get why Sebastian was up there, but. <laughs> I feel like they had to pick somebody and I guess this was his first big thing. And I guess is when it's your first big job, it's easier to pay people to so just be like, Oh, he's new. We don't have to pay some superstar studded thing.
0: Right. I yeah. 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 I guess, but overall, I think I'm going to have to leave this one alone.
1: Yeah. I think it's a, it's a wrap on um, any of these things.
0: Even like the, the, the Twitter foolery wasn't as exciting as it usually is.
1: Mm-mm.
0: and i don't i'm not saying that it was a bad show i'm not at all but like i said i feel like it's not catered to our age range anymore right. it's the the ones that are younger than us uh mm-hmm. that actually know son mendez well enough to yeah sing along to his songs i thought he was like a, the one a christian kid I was or like, something oh. right no he was um no, he's not. He sings oh, okay. like pop songs. Okay. He has a song with the, uh, Camilla Cabello from Fifth Harmony. It was a cute song. Their performance, um, uh-huh. I saw what they were trying to do with the performance. Oh, but it just wasn't connecting for me, but it was cute. It was I don't know
1: cute. what that girl does. Is, is that the, uh, uh, Havana Bananas yes. and Pajamas and yes. Atlanta Girl
0: <laughs> Yes her Okay The yes. same one that was in the group with Normani
1: Okay I don't I never checked out their group But I do know the Havana Bananas and Pajamas in Atlanta song Because uh, I hear it everywhere I go And I was Sad like who note. is this
0: Do you know that they made a pa- Bananas and Pajamas movie And it's like a horror N-
1: No <laughs> And they kill <laughs> no, people I, Or I something I. I, I had no idea I was no. Like,
0: what the fuck is this? Um, that's funny, but yeah, she was the first one to go solo from Fifth Harmony. um, okay. I mainly watch this stuff to keep up with the pop culture because I do consider myself a pop culture historian in training. No, that's fair, uh, so it's good to stay abreast of all the things, but I'm sorry until lose track. Uh, what else happened um yeah, that was that. What are some of your favorite v m a moments?
1: Oh, things that
0: we're never going to get back.
1: Um,
0: I don't know why Diana Ross playing with Lil Kim Teddy is always like definitely in up the there. Of my-
1: <laughs> definitely up there. Uh, is that when Justin was that Justin Timberlake and uh, Britney Spears that came in all denim? Was I think that, all- that
0: was the same year or at least think- around that time.
1: Um, A horrible. I fashions. can't, I can't remember. Was it the VMAs or was that a BET Awards? Was that when uh, Marcus Houston wore the plastic outfit? That might have been a BET. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) That might have been BET. One of them. Um, He's
0: on this uh, season of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Oh, wow. I almost, almost decided to tune in, but I realized that um, the way in which I love myself won't allow me to do that.
1: Um, yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's funny. Uh, oh, that yeah, was, don't, uh, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Um, the 2004 movie
0: awards.
1: Oh, is that what that was? Okay. Um, I'm in anytime Janet Jackson came up there. I liked when Janet Jackson used to go to those things.
0: Listen, when they did the uh, Michael Jackson tribute
1: mm-hmm. and she
0: did scream and he was up on the, on the screen and that was amazing yeah
1: that was probably my that's probably the one that came to my mind first um uh, but i think she did i think what she did if i was your girl yes and i was like all right okay i think my man i think i'm becoming an adult now uh
0: <laughs> i like don't really remember that too much in person yeah but uh you know going through the archives i'm familiar for sure
1: what about Very you familiar.
0: Uh definitely when Beyonce performed her entire albums pretty much. Mm. It it doesn't get any better than that. Um also last night Lizzo did a great job as well. Um I okay. say her. But um and then I said when um Diana Ross played with Lil' Kim Teddy, uh Britney Spears and the Snake is just an iconic look and moment. Mm. Uh I feel like Madonna performed Vogue at the VMAs one year. Um, and if that's what I'm thinking about, then that was a dope performance. Um, Lady Gaga, just meat and blood. Oh,
1: and yeah. I was going to say, yeah, she came out there with the meat outfit. Right, right, right. Um, of course, wh- who can
0: forget the uh, infamous Kanye West Taylor Swift moment? Mm. Just classic shit. Ah, uh, what else? Mm. Oh, uh a uh, New York state of mind when little mama hopped up on stage.
1: Oh, very, very, very awkward. Uh, <laughs> very awkward. Yeah, but that was a. They had a lot of worthy moments. Very. Yeah. The, the whole okay.
0: Miley Cyrus hosting <laughs> it was cringe after cringe, yeah. After cringe,
1: uh, and that performance of her and Robin Thicke cringe. Oh yeah, where they had the Beetlejuice outfits on. Yeah. Yeah. Helped, then a little bit of her butt was hanging out the bottom, but it looked like canned chicken. That was weird. I yeah. ain't like that. Purdue. <laughs> Purdue yeah. chicken. I ain't like that.
0: Yep. Uh, Rihanna's Vanguard Award performances was a good move. Um, that award puzzles me a lot because Missy just sort of been gotten it. Mm-hmm. Not just like anybody else, but I feel like Rihanna deserved, but Missy deserved it before Rihanna. No, that's fair. Um, just it it doesn't make sense, but then I remember, well, cuz Janet Jackson won it before her third album came out. So she only had Control and Rhythm Nation out when she won the Vanguard Award. So that was very early in her pop star career. We're not going to count those first two albums that she put out before Control because nobody listened to those. Um, but that was also earlier in music video history, mm-hmm. so it would make sense for her to have won it that early in her career. Because, I mean, MTV wasn't that old, but right. Missy just should have been gotten it. J Lo, why did J Lo get it for what? For what? Yeah, uh, Missy got it after Pink. Didn't Pink get it one year?
1: A lot of people that wasn't Missy wasn't supposed to get it. And I feel I feel like It also They, they want it and I was like I ain't really seen a lot of y'all videos I ain't really start, I ain't really start paying attention to jlo Till she started fucking with black dudes and y'all ruling them And then after that I ain't hear no more about it She started uh, getting a different husband every two months And then I ain't know what the fuck was happening It was Ben Affleck, Mark Anthony uh, Several niggas that played baseball uh, All types of shit And then I was like oh you still making music? That's weird why are you doing that.
0: You too won the Video Vanguard Award in 2001. There was no award given in 2002. It could have went to Missy. There was no award given in 2004 or 2005. And then Hype Williams won it in 2006. 04 should have been Buster Rhymes. 05 should have been Missy. And 06 should have been Hype Williams. That's how that could have happened. And then, even a bigger slapper in the face between... 2006 and 2011 the award wasn't given out again. Oh, that's weird. So that's all these years of of no Vanguard award presented and Missy's just getting it in 2019, Buster Rhymes has still yet to get it.
1: Yeah, he's just getting it next year. We should just do a big social media campaign to get Buster Rhymes. And uh,
0: who the fuck is going to open that show? <laughs> like
1: uh I don't know, they're probably going to get The Rock or somebody. <laughs> they, they don't really care. They don't really care don't. about, yeah. They don't. They don't like care.
0: I said, Missy just deserved a better show to win that award on. Yeah. Um, but whatever. It is what it is.
1: And I don't think they care who's going to open it because, or who's going to host it. Because if they're going to do what they did last night, where they just put it on every Viacom channel, you ain't got no choice. So somebody gonna <laughs> watch it somewhere. I was like, why is the awards on Nick at Night? But was it TV Land? Whatever the fuck this shit is. Yeah. I was like. Uh, I was like, oh, y'all must be real scared <laughs> that people might go to me.
0: The BT Awards was on Nickelodeon one year. I was like, oh, yeah. they're just everywhere. Okay. Y'all real scared. And they kept saying shit too. Well, they didn't peep out shit last night.
1: Which I'm glad. We need to knock that off. Yeah. Just you don't peep it out anymore. I,
0: I thoroughly do. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got on the VMAs. Um, okay. you, you ain't missed much. And like I said, I fast forwarded through a lot of it. So yeah, that's it.
1: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you got <laughs> to keep our, uh, sanity, but it also was good to take trips down memory lane, but that yeah. whew, award shows are see. tough to get through too.
0: It's, the kids love them, I guess. So yeah, you know, anything to keep them motherfuckers happy and not shooting each other. Um, so let's talk about life. Okay. Um, cause I feel like we're both actively doing things and. We're both in positions, especially as creatives, where we're putting ourselves out there a lot. Um, and it sucks. Because mm. like you said earlier, nobody gave us a roadmap to really navigate any of this. Um, nobody really gave us there's no blueprint or guidebook on how to handle professional rejection. Mm. Um, which definitely sucks. Um And there's, there's nothing out there to really tell us how to do any of this shit. And then on top of that, we're still growing personally and individually. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it it just makes a a hodgepodge of slight mess that, I mean, we, we G's so we can get through this shit. I mean, it ain't nothing, but yeah, I mean, I don't feel like it sometimes.
1: No, I definitely don't. (laughs) Yeah. I could, um, I'm my biggest critic. I'm my biggest, um, uh, enemy. I guess I could say like I'm my own worst enemy in that way. Mm. Uh, I'm very critical of myself. Uh, I do these mental tantrums because what will happen is, is like, for lack of a better term, I don't get my way. Um, even though I have prepped for it, like I have prepped for everything to go right. It's not necessarily that I need positive thoughts. I did the work. I literally studied uh came prepared and then when i don't get it i'm like distraught because all i do is play back everything that like maybe you could have made this better you should have said this you should have did this see this is why you'll never have shit like that kind of thing it does that like it does that to me and it takes me like a couple days to get out of that
0: yeah completely understandable um that's how i am like when it would come to like auditions I would always go into it like, oh, I fucked up. I did trash," And then I'll hear back like, okay, we went through, we went through whatever. I'm like, great. But then there's those ones where you don't hear back from people, especially ones where I thought I did a great job and I just never got heard anything back. Yeah. I'm like, can you, can you at least tell me I didn't get it? <laughs> like, I don't like sitting in this place of not knowing anything. Um, right. But I forgot what I was watching or what I was listening to. And they said in, in this industry, you're going to get a lot more no's than you do yeses. And that kind of made me feel a little bit better, but still like, don't tell me no.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think, (laughs) don't tell me no. I'm like, I feel the same way too. Like I would love for somebody to give me some type of like, you're going to get 70% no, but like, what you need to focus on is 30%. Yeah. Right. The thing, I think the thing that I've really been stuck on is like my professional career. Like, um, I never had a mentor. I never had any of that stuff. And I think I beat myself up about that by like maybe not going to a big school, like not going to like a really big college or something when I had the opportunities to do so. Um, or even when I got to these places being like it's not necessarily that it's their fault but like when you work in tech it's a lot like how they talked about like in modeling right Mm -hmm. like you show up and you're fresh out of school and you know the latest and greatest and all the tech stuff so Mm -hmm. there's somebody there who's been coding or drawing in some old antiquated system and while it is serviceable you know the latest and greatest and so when you're trying to like learn or be up under them they're like no no you you figure it out like you got it or you you like learn how to do this um and not to be whatever but i i got a lot of that from like my black colleagues Mm. and so it would be like i could never really have anybody to turn to and so a lot of times what would happen to me in my career was like i would just take whatever's available um i would try to get people to see my value and they wouldn't and so for the sake of it, I will work some job just to, you know, get paid and then just try to make the best out of it from there. I think only once I started really speaking up for myself is really like, to be honest, is when like the trouble came it is like, uh, you know, getting left off of projects or being overwhelmed with projects, uh, saying something is bullshit or saying somebody's leadership style isn't ideal for me. Uh, and it, like and me. it, Yeah. And it wouldn't, and it wouldn't work out, right? It would be like, Oh, okay. Cool. Well, like, well, fuck him then. Like that kind of shit. Um, and then once I started pod dealers, I kind of got to see what it was like to be a boss in certain ways and like the kind of people I enjoy working with and kind of the people that I, I, um, I get to make the things that I want to make. But now being out like back and get like trying to get jobs that I want and that I know I can do, I'm being met with. Well the thing you are currently doing Kind of isn't real But also is it going to interfere With what you would have to do here And I'm like well wait mm-hmm. So you just told me the thing I'm doing is fake Then you're also telling me But it is a real threat To what you guys do here I don't understand how any of that works So I think I, I've been in this space Of feeling perpetually lost
0: I Get that I completely understand That um and I think that's normal, maybe? I don't know. Because, like you like we said, like, we don't know what we're doing in a sense. This is, a lot of this is new territory and there's no path that we're following. We're kind of just forging our own. So, it's, it's weird trying to decipher, like, okay, is this normal? Is this part of the process? Or is this something else? should i keep being optimistic and keep pushing forward or should i just go back to what i was doing before um because that's where i fall a lot of times it's like what the fuck am i doing when it seems like nothing is working or nothing is popping or it seems like i'm getting like mixed signals and it's just like what is going on here like what the fuck is happening (laughs) i don't understand any of this i don't know Mm -hmm. how to how to put any of it together. But one thing I'm also learning how to do is to stop projecting the way I think things are supposed to go. And the way I quote unquote, know things to go onto everything and just letting things be and taking them as new experiences. Okay. Um, and that way I don't have any expectations. So the disappointment isn't as it doesn't hit as hard. um, Like when I, I really didn't start feeling any like professional issues until like we started podcasting and acting, especially with acting, because with acting, I was going into situations where I didn't have any control and I wasn't used to that. All my shows, I was part of the, the, the production of, like I was co-creator of everything and then going on to somebody else's production, I'm like. So I got to listen to these motherfuckers. Right. But I don't like what they're telling me to do. <laughs> like, I don't like what they said. I don't like this. I don't like that. But I had to really take a step back and say, okay, I am fresh. I am new. I don't know how any of this is supposed to go. But I'm going to assume that it's not always all going to go in my favor. Um. So chill the fuck out and my therapist. You know, help me chill out too um and just take everything as a new experience and use it all as as building blocks and and stepping stones and all that stuff so like even with auditions if i don't get a call back i'm like okay i know i went in there i did the best that i could have done you know at least they know my face and hopefully they'll remember me for something else and that has happened i actually i ended up getting a part but it never went into production but the one of the producers on this, she remembered me and she was working on another project so she hit me up for that and then that was the the uh short film that I just finished uh filming a couple of weeks ago so a lot of it too is I'm not getting what I want up front but a connection has been made and there's no telling where that connection may go and it may not go nowhere but it may go somewhere but everything is us it's an experience um, it may go in my favor. It may not go in my favor. But I'm just learning how to not project any uh framework or any sense of I think it's supposed to go this way onto it. Yeah. And just letting it happen. Um, and just moving with it, and and learning how to humble myself to the process, which sucks.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, right? I think I think that way of it is super smart, right? And I think that's like maybe a skill I could learn to pick up. I think the thing for me is like I would it would be easier for me to feel that way if I felt like I did my best. A lot of times when I walk away from these situations, I don't feel like I did my best. Like a lot of the skills that I have um, or the interpersonal skills that I have come from watching people. So I can watch people's mannerisms. I can watch how they or how they move, and then like when I speak to them, I can see how their body language switches. I can see how their like head turns, like maybe they didn't understand what I said, or um, w- like whatever. So any of those small like ticks, I'm trying to course correct in the middle of w- we having a meeting, whether it's an interview, it, whether we're pitching something, all of that, and then you know it's radio silence. Like you, like you said, you know, it's normally radio silence. You don't hear anything. And then in that time, it's either, yes, we we picked you and you're like, oh, holy shit, I, I feel like I failed uh, or I felt like I did terrible. And they still picked me or then they didn't pick me. And the immediate like game tape starts playing like it's it's the thing like they show, like in the football room or like the meeting rooms in football camps where they're replaying all the film and I'm replaying every moment of the meeting. Or every moment of the whatever in my head And I'm like you shouldn't have said that You should have sat up straight should have did this You should have said this instead of that You should have did this And instead of me like projecting being like Well you know whatever I can't even like trick my brain into being like It's their loss Like (laughs) no I'm like this is your fault You won't have shit Because you constantly fuck this up And it gets lumped in to all the other like bad shit that happens and then so it, I get stuck in this loop of being like I can't even see the positive stuff that's happening Because I'm just like I take that shit for granted Because I'm like that, mm-hmm. that's the way it's supposed to happen I busted my ass for that to happen So of course it's supposed to work Because I did what I was supposed to do The shit where I felt like I did what I was supposed to do And it didn't work I'm trying to figure out why is it broken And that's the thing where my brain keeps getting stuck on that
0: Yeah I feel like growing up at least I know for me, it wasn't. It was always, you know, you do your best and you know you'll succeed. But for sure, there was a a lack of. Sometimes you do your best, and it's not going to go in your favor. Mm-hmm. I feel like not learning that, or not not having that instilled in me to balance the always do your best and you, you can achieve anything. Like it was no balance to that. So. When it comes to rejection nowadays, it's just like, like you said, like, I did my best. Why the fuck isn't this paying off? It doesn't make sense. Um, but I saw an Instagram post earlier from it's the period holistic period psychologist. I love her.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I follow her. Yep.
0: Um, she tweeted, I mean, she put up a thing on IG. It says the inner critic is actually an outside voice that has been internalized as your own. Mm. I had to sit with that for a second, and then she captioned it, "Whose voice have you been mistaking as your own?" Hmm. And I had to sit with that for a second because I was triggered.
1: Yeah, that's a it's pretty profound. Shout out to her.
0: Going to be completely honest, the voice that I've been mistaking for my own is actually not one voice; it's plenty voices. It's Twitter. Really? Yeah, it is.
1: But to me, it doesn't like. To me, and you and I've had these conversations off air. To me, you are a person who plays social media very neutral. Like you laugh at the things that are worth laughing at. If those things are like, you can gauge those things. I think, and I don't know if you, I don't know how your feed set up, but like, you know, you, I see you tweet or make fun about the things that are being made fun of. You make your own jokes. And then the things that are very serious about things that need to have more attention or awareness around them. I see you do that. I think, uh, I think you are a person who emotionally plays social media, very savvy, but this is, so this is strange, strange for me to hear that from you.
0: It's the, the numbers game. Okay. And I'm still learning to not really care about the numbers game. But then on top of that, a lot of what I see on Twitter, a lot of times, is a lot of criticism of any and everything. And sometimes it's like, like with Normani, she had a great performance, but like people start nitpicking and why did she have a hand mic when she should have had a headset mic because she wasn't singing live and like stuff like that. And it's like y'all nitpick on everything. And if these people who are are excelling in their craft and not doing a great job are, if you're picking them apart, then I can only imagine how you'll pick me and my shit apart. And that makes me nervous. I am not going to lie about that. I still do my best to do my shit, but that really does makes me, it makes me think like, do I stand a chance in this climate with anything? Because everybody it's hypercritical about shit. Now everybody thinks they're an A&R or a choreographer or a vocal coach or a film critic, any and everything. It was like, so that, that's what, um, though those internalized voices that aren't mine. That's where that comes from. Um, and I had to come to grips with that earlier as I was driving home from work.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's, uh that's weird. Um, and, and I, <laughs> And it's not, it's not weird. Like in a bad way, it's just kind of one of those things where like, I guess I don't know if I'm projecting that image of, um, the way you play social media. Like I'm very much like, no, the way I, the way I interact with social media now is very much, it's not neutral. I'm more on the lookout. Like I'm, I'm the way, I, and when I say lookout, like I look out for peace. So like, if I see somebody being very critical of, of stupid shit, I just mute them. Like, oh, just get out of here. Um, yeah. Like, like I had tweeted, like, yeah, like blocking people sometimes feels really harsh to me because the thing about it is, like, when you mute somebody, it's like, uh, <laughs> so I hate, I hate that I have to use this as a thing. It's going to sound incredibly creepy and violent, y'all, but just, just rock with me. So oh, blocking somebody is like a shot, like you shoot them, like that's it. They're gone. You never hear from them again. Right. <laughs> and then the thing about it is, when shootings happen this, It becomes new So people start doing the thing They screenshot Damn I get blocked by this person What are they blocking me for I ain't even do nothing And it's like you know Then that becomes the center of conversation Right mm. So then I'm like I just simply mute them You still get to feel Like you special And you ran and raving But I can't see it So <laughs> I just I just slid a pillow over your face while you was asleep. (laughs) And you go off. (laughs) You just go off onto that good night. (laughs) And and nobody, nobody's the wiser. Uh,
0: You saw a very morbid analogy,
1: (laughs) sir. So so yeah, so I'm just like, that's cool. We just out here chilling. You thinking you still somebody special? And I'm like, yeah, and your feelings are hurt. And then they be like, yo, you see my tweet? And I'm like, huh? Uh, Nope. (laughs) I did not, (laughs) not see that. Uh, Cause you are muted. and that's great. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't see it. So now I got, I gotta go look. Um You said something. Yeah, I'm like, oh, for real? You know you my know, feed crazy. Twitter
0: algorithm, it just yeah, don't be showing shit. Yo, I
1: love blaming shit on the algorithm. <laughs> yo, see, but you know the it's crazy. Man, you know I see something for 20 minutes ago, and then shit for six days ago. It's crazy up here. Uh, oh, damn,
0: no, my mentors was down. That, my Mentis was down all day. I wasn't getting shit.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. Let me go look. Uh So. <laughs> Was yeah. One now, yeah, this Bro, shit is so funny, but yeah, I think I think that's more like I wanna laugh more, um yeah. so so I try to make it with people who um and I mean, it could be some real shit up there too. I follow a lot of people who talk about life and talk about um news and shit like that too, but I wanna laugh more. I think everybody's being super critical is everything's doesn't have to be the woke Olympics, we don't have to do that all the time, um. Mm. And I, I used to get caught up in that too, cause I used to be like, we have to be very like politically correct and branding is everything. And I think that's really where I like railed against branding. I don't, I really don't believe in branding. Branding doesn't seem fluid. It seems like you have to pick this point, just much like being a politician. You pick this point and this is who you are now. These are the things you say. So you could either be a troll. Or you could legit constantly trying to be this thing Where you're on the verge of being an influencer And you start saying and doing things That you necessarily don't believe But you need other people to believe that shit Um, A lot of A lot of what We do Is almost always been about growth It's been that thing That I've been like Yeah we don't feel that way anymore And like yo we, we were tripping before Or like this is why I felt this way before Right. Um, and think I think you and I've had that conversation where I'm like, Yeah, I think people do this thing, especially on social media, where they're like, Oh, I know a lot of y'all that rebranded y'all's website and I'm like or rebranded y'all's Twitter image, and I'm like, I think y'all are confusing rebranding and and growth.
0: All right. No, I, I think some people are rebranding and cleaning themselves up for presentation, but I feel like a lot of people are doing the self work and just cleaning themselves up As people
1: right.
0: um, So yeah I, I I would agree with you On that uh,
1: So so when I say rebranding I mean Like rebranding is Something that happens immediately It's not like you One week um, Man fuck these hoes Man bitches be doing this shit And then next Tuesday you like Black girl magic Queens, <laughs> Queens of the <laughs> earth I want to let y'all know y'all don't have to stand for none of this shit that these men is about. I'm for I'm for y'all queens. I love y'all, melanin magic, all the all the key buzzwords, right? Right. But being like fuck these hoes in 2008, and then being like yo, I was bugging. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's, that's yeah. Different. And that's what I mean. Like you could like there has there could be some time lapse. You're like yo I don't know what the fuck I was On and I was I was in a shitty place or I was A shitty person the rebranding To me now like you said that Is possible I've definitely seen it Where it's a motherfucker doing and he trolling One week just to get all the Like ang- like anger rage Marketing shit and then being like you know what I just Be fucking with y'all <laughs> And I'm like oh, that's crazy And I knew that person was insane from jump Uh so <laughs> so So yeah like that's The the thing man but um i yeah i'm still like stuck on that like i there are very critical people that are on social media but do you feel like they have appointed themselves to be like that like because i wonder how critical they are of themselves
0: a lot of things i do feel like it's just a matter of of self-righteousness in a sense okay um but it's the the um the source of it isn't What bothers me is just the fact that it's there and the fact that, like I said, if these people who are doing great things and excelling and giving these great performances or what have you and are successful, if they are getting nitpicked and things like that, then it's just like, like I said, my shit don't stand a chance against a lot of people. But again, that's just my perception of things based on my experience on Twitter. And I need to start projecting that onto the world at large, mm. which is part of my issue. I, Cause I've always viewed Twitter as a microcosm of society. Mm-hmm. I, I have to stop doing that because um, I just, I have to stop doing that. I'm citing myself. I feel like by doing that, mm-hmm. but th- that's definitely a point of like hesitation. Like whenever I do something, it's just like, Oh my gosh, this is going to go on the internet for all of the wannabe critics to rip to shreds. I can't handle this. And then it's like, I can, and it's fine. And it's not going to be as bad as you feel like it's going to be if it's bad at all, so calm your ass down and post your shit. But it's still, it's a, it's a bump every time I do something. It's just like, ah, oh, this shit again, this feeling again. And now it's, it's getting to the point where it's kind of like my depression where when it comes up, I get more frustrated and irritated than anything because Mm -hmm. I know it's like, it's my anxiety just coming up and just saying, Hey, look at me, look at me. And it's like, you have no reason to be here. Go away. Like, why the fuck are you bothering me again? Um, but that's, that's definitely, um, like I was happy. I'm happy that I was able to pinpoint that as a trigger for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and be able to to find the base for that anxiety. So, kudos for that, but yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That that's fair. No, I mean I, I that's 100% true. I think that's kind of how I feel too. Um I think a lot of times what I've had to come to grips with is being afraid of success. Mm-hmm. Um there's a fair amount of like survivor's guilt um this Need to put all my people on Any and, uh, you, you and I had just had this conversation about the Job that I really wanted right like It was all of this stuff like them telling me I can make my own team um, And I'm already thinking of homies That I know like that want to be in better positions uh, There were You know all kinds of stuff so I was Like I get so Wrapped up in this thing that like I don't even Know if it's really like imposter syndrome Because I know I have the capacity to be Really successful and I know the rooms that I've been in, and the rooms that I that I'm currently in. I deserve to be there, but right. it's like, are they looking at me because I'm young and black? Are they looking at me because they're like, you, you know, whatever? Or am I? There's a lot of like respectability. So am I speaking in a way where people can, you know, receive me and then not be he's he's a nigga like <laughs> <is> that shit, <laughs> uh, like. It's a it's a bunch of shit that I'm constantly critiquing myself on because being taught like all these respectability politics and like also being like I've never met anybody at this age who has been this successful. Or then the other way around is like I see people that are younger than me that are wildly successful and I'm like, damn, I wish I had that. Not on some hater shit, like, Oh, I wish I had that. It's just kind of one of those things like, damn, I, I wasn't afforded those opportunities. How like right. how how do I get those or like Damn, I need to work harder. Because um, I was
0: told that if I work hard and do my best, I would have these things that I don't have them. So what the fuck is wrong
1: right, with Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I have countless, like countless sleepless nights, um, you, you, mental breakdowns, all this other shit. Because in the end, I don't necessarily need the fame or the notoriety, but I definitely want the money and I definitely want the credit when a good product, whether it be a podcast, whether it be a YouTube video, a website anything that my name was attached to to be positive and right. so we've done all of this work with no dollars to show for it with all these invites to come do shit that I don't necessarily want to do because I'm an introvert <laughs> and, and like in this way of being like but I want to work hard and I want to make dope things and I want to be successful but do I deserve it am I good enough for that am I supposed nah. to have that Is it time for this now Yes. And then like you said like When we talk about praying and we talk about Manifestation and when we talk about Positive vibes and then The heartbreak is you don't get it And then that's the thing That sends me right back into the cycle of like Exactly because you really didn't deserve it You're supposed to lose you're not supposed to Have it because it's not your time And it's not that it's not your time Wait your turn it's it'll never be Your time
0: right so don't
1: Even think about it
0: when I tell you I feel that way I'd say at least three or four times a week. Um, it's like maybe you're in the wrong thing. Maybe you need to just go back to your plans on, you know, being a psychologist and, you know, mm-hmm. pursue that again. Um all well, the time, like maybe podcasting just ain't cut up for you. Maybe you ain't supposed to be acting. Maybe all this shit was just supposed to be a hobby for you and you misinterpreted it as a career and now you're just wasting your time. Right. Those are constant thoughts and feelings. But when I have them, it's like a lot of things have, have worked in my favor. Uh, favor, um, Although some things might not have been what I wanted or what I wanted when I wanted it. You know, it's still things that, I feel like I have accomplished and things that have worked in my favor that make me feel like okay, although all this other shit has gone bad, and I don't know about you, but I do have a tendency to uh weigh the negative and the rejection and the uh lack of support or perceived lack of support, rather. Mm-hmm. I tend to weigh all that stuff heavier than the positive stuff and the people that actually do rock with me and like my things and, and give me credit and all that stuff. Um, it's just like, you know, I can't look at all the negative and ignore the good things that have happened. I can't ignore where favor has been shown in my favor. Wait, yeah, whatever. Um, so is I'm learning to say, yeah, something sucks and things aren't going the way you want them to, or your numbers might not look how you want them to, or. This might not have came out the way you intended for it to, or whatever. Yeah, you might have sounded a little stupid on this episode, on this part, yeah, whatever. But you're still yeah. doing it, and there are people that do enjoy it. Um, and not only are you doing it, but you're actively learning how to do it better. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to podcasting and acting, um, and just anything that I, I I do, anytime I have a setback in it, it's like, okay, here's a setback. And the setbacks, they do add up. But if I keep, if I stop weighing the setbacks more or heavier than I do the, the canes and the progress, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, that's how it is for me. But, um, like I said, I definitely have those feelings. Like I am really, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like why am I doing yeah. this?
1: Yeah. And I, and I think that's the thing too. Like with us in like digital. When you create something and you just kind of put it out, you're kind of at the mercy of the people who consume it, mm-hmm. um, which is why social media plays such a big part, which is why. And I I had wanted to ask this thing like online is like, is Twitter real or is it not real? Because I watch people talk to people they've never talked to before. They throw live events and those people from Twitter show up and then. Then they get criticized, whether the, the uh, criticism is valid or not. They're like, this shit not real. And I'm like, okay, uh, I've watched people, you know, teeter back and forth with like, uh, how real or how fake things are. Um, we, we say everybody's doing something for validation or attention, but you're like, yeah, we live in a consumable society. Like, so that's kind of what we want i want yeah, people the, to tell the me success the success
0: of my things depends on attention <laughs> like
1: yeah like yeah i want people to tell me yo the podcast is good but y'all could do this or the podcast isn't good i wish y'all would talk more about whatever the thing about it is we have just learned to say things are good and bad and that's it and i think that's why a lot of times most creatives feel lost none of that thing sucks yeah well what what sucks about it yeah it like, just sucks <laughs> you're like let's, uh, let's discuss <laughs> like yeah don't you like yeah, and, like we okay, yeah right. well, and we do that thing okay What? what? <laughs> it, it's so no it's definitely weird right and we do that thing where we're just kind of like when we're not because people are so used to fighting with each other when you're like i'm genuinely trying to discuss this and have discourse yeah. then the other person doesn't know how to do that because they're like oh i'm so used to just people shutting me down or wanting to fight that i haven't really even thought this through
0: oh well, i just want to be messy and mean in the bitch.
1: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, I do have a question though. So when you say when you say like your feelings or your depression acts up and it makes you frustrated, what is the frustrating part? Is it like do you feel like I don't have time for this or like what? Like what makes it frustrating?
0: It's like this shit again. Like (laughs) this shit again. Great. Um. I liken it to cleaning windows.
1: Mm, okay, go on, I'm listening.
0: And then the windows get dirty.
1: Mm.
0: Like I just
1: fucking. Uh, I just I just clean these clean shits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, These,
0: or like or like the the bathroom mirror. Mm. That's an easy thing to fucking get up, splash on. It's like I just fucking clean this, and now I have to do it again. Um the thing is I'm at a point now where I realize, and that's why I always call them or refer to my, I refer to them as waves, um, yeah, which okay. I'm not coining that term. I'm pretty sure other people call it that. um, But I call them waves because I know that they're going to end. I know they come and I know that they go. That's for certain. So it's just like, like, oh, why is you here again? Like, can you go away? <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. Like, damn. So I was talking to my therapist about it. I was saying, like, whereas it used to be a lot of sadness and apathy and this lack of motivation. Um, now it's just like, like I said, it's like this shit again. Great. Um, and like I said, my, I do get a little bit more dry a little toned down my, my humor gets a little bit more dark um and sometimes i do have my moments where it's like i just want to be left alone but i recognize it as something that is present and that is going to end and i just have to keep pushing through it until it's over and unfortunately i don't know when it's going to end sometimes ever. so that's another thing that frustrates me it's like when Will this shit be over It's like having an, an annoying guest house guest And it's like when are you leaving No real Like you popped up unannounced When are you going home And then it goes And it's like okay I'll see you next time Because I know you're going to be back
1: Yeah No that's fair That's. I think that's kind of how I feel I think I spend so much time fighting it When it's I feel it coming that it probably would have been a shorter amount of time had I just like felt bad or ranted or yelled, and then it would have been over with. Opposed to me being like, "Hey man, I got shit to do. You got time to feel bad. <laughs> uh, like I gotta, I gotta go do some other shit. Like I'll just make some like really self deprecating jokes, and then I'm gonna keep it moving. <laughs> so right. like, uh, but yeah, it's just I don't know, man. It's just I think it's that's like- the thing." If feeling constantly, like, broken and lost is a yeah. thing I think a lot of people don't talk about enough.
0: No, and it's like I acknowledge, like, the negative feelings that are being processed when I'm on my way. So, it's like, okay, I acknowledge that there is sadness and that there is loneliness or just fear or whatever. I acknowledge that all of these feelings are being processed Mm-hmm. but i also acknowledge that there is nothing going on in my outside world that warrants these feelings so right. although i'm letting them process i'm not embodying them i'm acknowledging them i'm processing them but i'm doing my best to not embody them because i know that nothing is evoking these feelings but my brain being a bitch yeah um and it helps to do it and then sometimes it's like i don't have the strength to fight this shit i really don't so i'm gonna lay and turn my phone off i might like be on the verge of tears and you know when i feel like getting back up i'll get back up yeah but i always know that it's going to end it makes it better um yeah and meds help i'm pretty sure that's why i can do this they get me to a point where I can decipher and kind of just navigate it better. It's like, okay, the wave's coming. Let me go on my surfboard, put the little thing around my ankle, paddle my ass out, ride this bitch. Oh, it's another one. Great. Okay. Oh, this is a big one. Oh, shit. Well, lost my balance. I'm going to float in the water for a minute. All right, let me get back on this goddamn thing. Okay, no more waves. Okay, we're good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing that I think I'm becoming more accustomed to. Uh so yeah for sure I'm a, I think I'm going to figure it out and have it all like uh ready to go soon but like I think that's the thing too. I also like as far as like brain stuff I'm afraid of taking meds. I know some people feel like they are very uh they're very helpful. I have not been prescribed meds and I'm actually really really afraid to take them. So um I have I, to do I, a I, lot of this regularly.
0: <laughs> understand. I understand this reputation, um, because side effects are real. Zoloft had me fucked up, but um, for me, it's like I I realize that my depression waves will come out of nowhere. They will be untriggered, and me being in this very foggy state, bouncing between being sad for no reason and apathetic about everything and having no motivation to do anything and not being able to not embody those feelings like that was a problem for me um and then like my uh, my thoughts get very uh suicide ideation ish Mm. ideation ish um and very dark and very you know if i was dead i wouldn't have to deal with any of this Like, Mm. that sounds like a really good idea right about now. That's a problem for me as well. Um, because my day-to-day, my normal baseline demeanor, like, that's not me. And being able to recognize, like, that's not normal for me and not healthy is like, okay, maybe tell my therapist about this shit because this is bad, um, and talking to my psychiatrist about it because this is bad. I was on Zoloft. Then I took myself off of it because so I thought it was fine. I wasn't, which is why I'm on Webutron now, which has helped me a lot better than the Zoloft did Um, and helps me manage things better. But mm. I know for me, the depth at which my thoughts would get to and the fact that it would come out of nowhere, completely, un- like I could go through stressful as shit and be just fine just fine bank account overdraft and, oh, i'm good like it'll it'll wash you know things yeah. will work out bills getting paid late okay it'll work out i figure it out whatever 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 but everything would be going fine there would be no issues and it's just like so what time is death
1: like <laughs> no real yeah
0: can the bitch come quicker um and like i said i realized that was a problem so that's why I um take medication. It'll feel like I should at least for now. um I actually, I have a appointment with my psychiatrist this week. Uh, I think I might have to up my dose not for the depression but just because of my um I have like attention issues sometimes and focusing things, yeah, so um for that, but other than that, things have been going good and groovy um so it's all about. You know recognizing and realizing What your state is And, and being honest with yourself And honest with your your uh, Doctors and therapists And seeing what the best for you may be it may, You might not need it You know what I mean
1: Yeah I think a lot of times Like a lot of things with me Is like um, What is it I think it's the thing you said a couple shows back It's like you see the world Through the lens of your own misery And I mm-hmm. think I think ideally what I've always used it is, is to constantly be on defense. It is like, don't let people get close to you. Don't share your dreams with people. Don't do whatever because they'll steal your ideas or this thing will happen or it ain't going to come true. Like I remember somebody very vividly telling me, I don't remember the person, but I remember the thing they said. It was like, don't talk about your dreams because then they won't come true or something. And so that whole like now – uh, talk constantly, talk about it, speak it into existence, positive vibes manifest stuff. I'm like, Oh, damn. I've been told to play it close to the chest my whole life. Like I've never been told yeah. to like that we could talk about it fairly or we could talk about it openly, or it was even cool to show excitement about stuff. That's why even when like when I was telling you about like the jobs that I wanted or, um, the cur- t- career path I was taking, like it's not that I don't trust you. I just didn't feel good telling you that.
0: Right. And And I I only like telling
1: people Oh my fault. Like I only like telling people stuff when things are done. Same. (laughs)
0: Same. I don't I don't say much to anybody about things that are in progress or that I'm starting. Um but I like being able to present a finished result. For sure. Um because once it's once it's done and it's finished, there isn't much room for criticism. Absolutely. For me. And that's one thing that I'm learning and unpacking slightly, but still it's like, it's none of y'all fucking business. That's the Aquarius in me. But, um, it's like, if I don't tell anything to anybody and just do it and finish it and say, Hey, look what I did. They can't criticize any part of the process. They can't give any unwarranted advice or input. Um, but then I'm like, but that also, um, strips me of, you know, encouragement and support. If nobody knows what I'm doing, like they can't really support me through it or they can't encourage me. Um, or they can't, you know, provide any resources, resources if I need them because they don't know. So what I'm, I'm, I'm paying the cost for the privacy and for the, the lack of, of criticism and judgment and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm at a point now where it's like, I need to weigh the options and figure out what exactly I want and need because I will start doing something and not tell anybody. And it's like, nobody supports me. Nobody has my back. <laughs> it's yeah, like, for sure. Well, dumbass, <laughs> you gotta say to yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. Cause I'll absolutely do that shit. Like, y'all niggas don't never look out. <laughs> what was the thing you were working on again? Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. That's fair. <laughs> I move in silence, not violence. Uh, that's funny.
0: But yeah, so it's all life, man. And ain't no rule books, ain't no guidelines, ain't no oh, stuff. Yeah. But you know, it's it's some smart people on on social media that post very insightful things to help things make a little bit more sense. And I think collectively, when we put all of our thoughts and experiences together, um the blueprint will arise but the earth may be a big ball of fire it might be sun number two by then you never know yeah you never yeah.
1: know i don't know well this was good man i, it I was think great i appreciate this thing i think this is a more candid conversation and we should have more of these we'll be doing this a lot more on the show
0: yeah because i'm getting better at it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's fair um but, yeah, man, like, no, I I do appreciate this because it is a thing where I was like, uh, I know I personally felt, like, alone in that. And so, like, having that conversation being like, oh, okay, yeah, no, it's not just me. Like, a bunch of people feel uh like they don't know what's going on in the world. We just all out here freestyling. hmm So. Pretty much. <laughs> no, that's real.
0: <laughs> but, no, and I appreciate having the conversation, too. It's always nice to especially talk to you about these things since we like i said we we've we been doing this together for a minute and and so it's just like it's always good to to bounce these conversations and thoughts and ideas off you brought, and it's like, oh yeah, we are in the same boat, like i we can't sometimes, so yeah it
1: is it is wild, all right, so what are things that you are gonna seed, and what things are you gonna weed?
0: um I'm going to plant more seeds of um. Well, I want to weed out the fake critic critiques um and stuff or the perceived threat of said critiques rather. Um, and I'm going to plant more seeds of just staying positive and always working towards a bigger goal and not letting the steps toward it uh set me back. It's all a big maze and. No matter how many wrong turns I take, there is a goal and it is reachable. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just like, Oh, this maze is bigger than I thought. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, but that's how I view it all. It's like, it's a big maze and there's going to be a lot of wrong turns and dead ends, but the goal is reachable. But like you said, it's no map, no blueprint. I just got to figure it out. So this positivity and, and, um, self motivation um because for me i can't receive motivation from other people if i can't motivate myself first um so yeah what about you
1: um things i'm going to see i'm gonna seed um one conversation like i think i'm gonna to try to break the habit of like just not talking about things that i have mm-hmm. going on as far as like career wise or like things i want to work on um because ideally like people could probably like Help me. Like they could be like, Oh, I know somebody that works on that or I can All connect right. you. Um, uh, the things I want to weed out is like fear. I have also have this fear of like failing in public and failing in front of people. Um, and ideally you have to flip, flip it in your mind that like, yes, to some, they will call it failing, but ideally you could just be learning or course correcting in real time. Um, sometimes failure isn't the end. Yeah. So. Uh, that's the thing it's a I have means to means
0: to the end.
1: Right. Like you're like, Oh, okay. We just, we'll do it differently next time. So I think that's the thing I've, I had to trick myself is like, Oh, I don't mind failing As long as nobody see me. Uh, it's like, it's like practicing. Like I treat failing like ice skating, right? Like, Oh, I want to be really good when I'm out here in front of the crowd. I don't want them to see me fall. Uh, so I'm going to try to practice on the rug. And I'm like, that's not even a real thing. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't can't practice on the rug. It's not it's nah, it's not real. So you're gonna have to get out here and fall in front of these people and they're not even gonna trip. So yeah. So
0: me, similar thing. So when I was little, I like I didn't learn how to skate until like my teens. But I thought that if I taped like hot wheels to the bottom of my shoes, I could learn how to skate in the house so that way I wouldn't fall outside. It ain't work. Right. Um <laughs> But I definitely tried to put cars on the bottom of my shoes and skate on the kitchen floor to learn how um but no I had to bust my ass in that roller rink a few times a lot of times Yeah, but I can skate better I can't stop unless I go to a wall but
1: yeah yeah, I can't skate either so I like watching the people of those people in St. Louis who skate every week or something so shout out to them um yeah, I will be on the side playing video games
0: and doing flips and tricks and shit. I'm like oh uh, fancy
1: I'll be over at the pool table or I'll be over uh, Playing video games
0: I'm be getting uh, snacks
1: yeah. You, <laughs> yeah If you catch me in a skating rink Just know I'm one of the best dressed people in there Playing video games or shooting pool That's it <laughs> I'm not about to be out here doing laps Choreography None of that other shit <laughs> out I'm gonna do here. some
0: laps with the kids
1: Yeah I ain't doing nothing <laughs> I'm gonna be chilling um, I'm so being yeah. that,
0: little, that little rink in the middle of the rink Oh Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's funny. But, yeah, man, I appreciate this.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it, too, man.
1: Um, until That's next it, time, man. guys. If we going to get out of here. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, shut it down.
0: You know, seasons change. Mad things rearrange. But if it ain't growing, it's dead. We out.
1: Peace.